Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast College Hockey Podcast. My name is Carolyn Mooney, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Jenna Van Sickle. And yeah, it's episode nine, so close to 10, almost there. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, well, kind of, more just uh, NCAA national tournament stuff. So we'll jump right into that. Yes. And if you are wondering why there's been a giant gap in our episodes, I know our very dedicated fan base has really been getting on us about recording. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, just our usual disclaimer of we are both students and this semester is hard. I think it's hard for everyone and we're trying our best. This podcast is not the only thing we do. Shockingly, I unfortunately have other things in my life. So we took a bit of an unannounced hiatus, um, missed out on previewing the women's tournament, which is a bit unfortunate, but we've got some great content today and we're excited to get back into the swing of things. Suffering from the fact that we don't have a spring break and instead BU is just like, let's give you two wellness days. And those wellness days will not be back to back. Instead, they will be spread out over the course of two days uh, in the, randomly in the March or in the month of March. So yeah, I had a like midterm short film due the day after the first wellness day. So I just did homework on wellness day. Yeah, it's I felt really well well doing it. <laughs> That's good to hear. I was not. So <laughs> instead I had therapy the next day. So I was, uh, you know, preparing for that. You know, one could argue that that is a part of wellness. That is true. That is true. Although not yet for me. Um, anyway, <laughs> So as Jenna mentioned, we were unable to give a preview of the women's tournament. However, we are able to do a recap. Yay. Yeah. So with that, let's get to it. Uh, so to recap the women's tournament, uh, might as well just start with the obvious. Who was the winner? Well, I will tell you. If you did not watch the women's national NCAA tournament, blah, blah, blah. Wisconsin won against Northeastern two to one in overtime. Yay! Go Wisconsin! <laughs> Screw the Huskies. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. What? How did that happen? Well, I will tell you how that happened. <laughs> so, Daryl Watts scored the game winner in overtime, as I mentioned before. Uh, Wisconsin. I'm not Wisconsin. Um, Northeastern was actually used to facing uh, Watts a lot as she had or was previously um, playing for Boston College, but then had transferred to Wisconsin. Uh, so Watts had bounced the puck off of Husky's defender, Megan Carter, and it went into the net. And I actually didn't know how she scored that. So I went back and watched on the Twitter account. And I just want to say I'm, I feel the Husky's pain. I don't know if you watched it, but it was an, a very unfortunate way to end the game, in, in my opinion. Yes, I can imagine. I, I do think that any game that goes, like any championship game that goes into overtime, it's going to be heartbreaking, but that's got to be one of, the, one of the worst ways to go out. Yeah, so if you didn't have a chance to watch it, just go over to the NCAA's um, hockey uh, Twitter account and you'll find it there. It's very unfortunate, very unlucky. But very good for Wisconsin as they earned their sixth national title. And that ended in uh, Northeastern's 22-game unbeaten streak. Uh, Northeastern had kept Wisconsin off of the scoreboard until midway through the third. Uh, and Wisconsin uh, struck first 11 minutes into the third period. McKenna Webster had picked up a rebound from a slapper by uh, Casey O'Brien. And then Northeastern responded just 38 seconds later. Um, Chloe, I cannot pronounce this. Are you hard? That's probably sure. right. Uh, tied it with a blast in the right face-off circle. Uh, Northeastern was 21-0-1 in their last 22 games going into the championship, including 18 
straight wins and they are looking to win their school's first national championship in any sport. So that's another reason why that was unfortunate. Oh, that's so rough. I didn't realize they hadn't, they hadn't won um, until after it lost. It really seemed like going into the tournament, this was Northeastern's tournament to win, you know? I mean, they were ranked first overall. Yeah. The guy that it, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's, it really seemed like they were going to win, but what a game from Wisconsin. No, yeah, definitely. But not just from Wisconsin, but from Northeastern as well. I mean, from what I've heard, it was a heck of a game. Whew, almost swore there. Uh, it was a heck of a game from both teams. Um, but how did those two teams get to the championship, Kara? Well, I will tell you that. Northeastern was seeded first overall, um, and they faced off against Robert Morris in the first round. And they had beat they beat them five to one. And in the second round, they faced off against Minnesota Duluth. Duluth, Duluth. I always mispronounce this. Duluth. All right. And they won three to two in overtime. Wisconsin, who was uh, seated second overall, faced off against Providence. Go Friars. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin won three nothing. Still go Friars. And. Uh, in the second round, they beat Ohio State 4-2, to two. and so in the championship, obviously, Wisconsin won. They got their sixth uh, national championship, which now ties Minnesota, um, and yeah, that is the women's recap. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Northeastern um, puts up a pretty good fight next season as well. I think they have some returning players that are really going to help them continue that success so as sad as it is that they did not win this all-important first championship for their school um i am still scared of them next year oh, no. <laughs> most definitely most definitely <laughs> they have a very bright future yes i don't think that program obviously it hurts it it's not a great feeling but i don't think that program has too much to worry about although they're a senior goaltender i don't know if she's going to come back um i was michael yeah i could have sworn i saw something about her coming back okay um unconfirmed <laughs> um uh yeah i cannot confirm that right now so it'll be interesting to see what players come back. I feel like I heard her name in that mix, but I don't want to say it 100% um, and be wrong. Because that's not what we do as journalists. <laughs> no, we just throw out claims and say, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Unconfirmed. <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny. Exactly. That's the kind of journalism I like to do. Oh no. I just before we start with the men's, I'm going through your pictures and yes. I really appreciate the fact that you gave them credit. Yes, that is one thing. So um just for context from anyone listening, um I did the research for the men's tournament because I am also doing a series of articles for my other job outside of the podcast at Pucker Up Sports, which is 100% women run hockey publication. So if you're into that kind of thing, which you should be, go and check them out on Twitter, their website, Instagram, all, all those good things. They just started their own podcast. Um, but so I just imported my articles into the doc because I'm not gonna reformat them for this. As a photographer, I, I am, so I need to credit photos. I hate when photos are not credited. I think that's something that is just, I've had to deal with a lot and I know a lot of sports photographers do as well, especially team photographers whose photos just get kind of used wherever. Um, but Pucker Up, we do a good job of trying to cite these photos because obviously they're not ours. We don't have access to all of these games. So give credit to your photographers. That's today's lesson. If there are any, if there are any players listening in on this, credit the photographers if you 
repost their image. Or I will, I will heckle you online. I've done it and I'll do it again. Master Simone, I'm looking at you, okay? Batman loves to post my photos, hates to tag my name. Okay, well, at least you've never had players like your picture and then unlike it. And you watch it as that happened. And then you're just like, okay, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I have had the old, they post like a low quality version of my photo. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, and he just, and they're like, that's not how it looks, but perfect. All right, well. I feel like that was a good interlude about good um, sports photographer etiquette. If you have any more ethics. questions. Ethics. Good. Ethics. That too. If you have any more questions, feel free to DM us or add us on Twitter. We will tell you the rights and wrongs. <laughs> um, other than that, are we ready to jump into the men's tournament? Oh yeah, I'm going to follow along like I'm reading a script. It's going to be great. <laughs> So the men's tournament will be featuring 16 teams. And um, this past Sunday, they had the selection show um, showing the teams that did not get automatic bids. You get an automatic bid if you are the uh, champion in your conference in their postseason. Um, and there were some interesting teams. Uh, some of the teams I was researching, I honestly did not know existed. So good for them. <laughs> um, and like my articles, which I will continue to plug, please read them, support your local journalists. <laughs> I think the easiest thing is to just go region by region, talk about each of the teams, how they've done this season. And then I think we'll make our predictions for um, how we think they're gonna do. And hot takes as always are welcome. So we'll start it off with the East region which is one of the regions i believe is starting on friday very exciting so we'll start off with wisconsin they're 29 and 1 on the season and they almost won the big 10 championship game but lost to minnesota um they did have some positive tests for covid during their season um, but luckily were able to resume their season and play it out if you know anything about the Badgers this season, you know about Cole Caulfield. He has been amazing for their team, um, as well as Linus Westbach, Dylan Holloway, and Ty Hilton Weiss. Um, so this team is really a mix of top draft picks in their underclasses, and then some pretty solid upperclassmen to bring that leadership in. And then they have a pretty even goalie tandem. So they're not relying just on one goaltender, which you'll see in college. And that can be a weakness or a strength. Um, and they're currently ranked fourth. So in the nation. So obviously they, they have a chance to win this thing. Um, it would be a sweep for Wisconsin if they did. So that would be interesting. Uh, they will be going up against Bemidji State which I put a pronunciation in here for you. Thank <laughs> so, you. Bemidji is one of five Minnesota teams in this year's tournament. They are 15, nine and three on the season, which isn't quite as impressive as the other teams in the East region that they will potentially be playing against. Um, they had a pretty big gap in their season uh, they started in November with a 5-0 loss to Minnesota State, another team that made it into the tournament and then did not play again until December 12th um, because of positive COVID tests within the team. They recently just lost to Lake Superior State, um, and they pretty heavily rely on their senior goaltender, uh, Zach Dryskull. And yeah, so Minnesota State... I, don't know. Driscoll? I think it's Driscoll. Driscoll, yeah, Zach Driscoll um, in net. So um, they will be facing Wisconsin, which I think will be a bit of a challenge for them. The other two teams that we have in the East, we have UMass. This is UMass Amherst. 
there's other UMasses. <laughs> they cannot see what you are doing right now. <laughs> I was, you know, uh, pumping my fist because, you know, I am also a UMass Amherst fan. My family's crazy, all right? So we are Providence fans. We are BU fans. We are UMass Amherst fans. We are Seton Hall fans. We are Keene State fans. Oh, yeah, we are all over the place, right? Oh, URI fans. It's pretty bad. You just sound disloyal. I'm not disloyal because those are where my family members go. Okay, okay, fair enough. So UMass, they got an automatic bid after beating UMass Lowell, a team that we will also be mentioning later. However, they did not make the tournament. Um, they were 16-5-4 and four on the season, and they tied or won all of their games since January 22nd. So they've been having a pretty good spring. Um, Bobby Trevigno is a junior on the team. He's had 30 points in 25 games, so certainly a player to watch. They also have Carson. <gasps> Carson. <laughs> Gisowitz. A little a sigh of dislike. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Gisowitz. That's what I said. So, okay. leading the team with. 13 goals. Listen, if you want your names pronounced right, come on the podcast. <laughs> and UMass is also splitting responsibility between two goalies. They, um, and they will be facing Lake Superior State, a school I did not know existed until this week. How, Very exciting. How can it be state when it's a lake? familiar with state schools also what state do you think this is in lake superior i'm assuming michigan ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> yes so lake superior state is one of the two i believe michigan schools that are in the tournament they last appeared in the ncaa tournament in 1996 two years after they last won the tournament. So they do have a bit of a history here. They just have been struggling um, in what I would say is a bit more than recent history. <laughs> and they were 19, six and three on the season. They won the WCHA championship over Northern Michigan last Saturday. So they got that automatic bid and they did well this season. Against Bemidji State, which is um, a team that they could potentially be playing in this region. They are led on uh, goals and points by Ashton Calder, a junior on their team who has exactly one point per game on average. Um, they also have another junior, Pete Lillette, who has 13 goals and 13 assists. So they certainly have some strong players on their team. Um, but I, I will say they're a bit of an underdog. I think they've got everything to prove and nothing to, nothing to, they don't have anything. <laughs> so they have everything to prove and everything to lose. They have nothing to lose. Okay. Any of those. Except their pride. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so those are the four teams that we have in the first region. So they will be playing on the 26th. So that's Friday. Um, Wisconsin will be playing Bemidji State, Lake Superior State. Sorry, it's abbreviated in my mind. Just wanted to say street. <laughs> Um, will be facing UMass. So I'll pass it over to you. Any any hot takes, any predictions? Um, I'm going to say it's probably going to be UMass versus Wisconsin. The least, that's a cold take, but I think I'm going to agree with you. I think Bemidji, if either Bemidji or Lake Superior are going to win, it would probably be Bemidji, but they're also facing Wisconsin, so... If, if Bemidji wins, 
I hope they win the entire thing. I will become a Bemidji fan. I have a sweatshirt you you can borrow. That's a Bemidji hockey sweatshirt. You actually? Yes, I do. I have never heard of this college before. And I was going to say that I would be their only fan, but I guess not. No, Um, they are in Minnesota. So they do shockingly have fans. Um, (laughs) State of hockey and all of that. That that is true. That is true. Okay, so between Wisconsin and UMass, who do you you think? I want to say UMass, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah? I'll just say UMass for the heck of it, because why not? Okay. If you're going UMass, then I'm going to stick with Wisconsin. Um, Pretty pretty cold take. Maybe I'll have some hot takes later. But I think Wisconsin has done super well this season, even with the COVID cases that they had and you sneezing. And who's sneezing? You. Did you not just sneeze? No, I got scared from my tripod falling again. Oh, why did you keep putting it back up? I didn't put it back up. I have two tripods. (laughs) (laughs) The other one just fell. And yeah, before this podcast, uh, one of my tripods fell and I thought we were having an earthquake. So my soul literally left my body, but then I remembered that we were in Massachusetts and it is very rare that we have earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, okay. So those are predictions. Are we locking them in? Yes. Okay. Lock and it in. When this episode goes up, we will be posting our, our brackets and we welcome you to do the same. Oh goodness, should I be writing these down? I should be writing them. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, welcome you to do the same, compare on Twitter. There will be a prize of nothing for the winner. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to our next region, we have the Midwest region starting off with North Dakota, the number one ranked team in the nation right now. So they are 21, five and three on the season. They just won the NCHC frozen face-off tournament, get them the spot. Um, and they are obviously predicted to win the tournament. They're obviously uh, predicted by many to win the tournament. So if you want to go with the safe bet, North Dakota is going to be your team. Um, they were one of the first colleges to welcome back fans this season, which is just a little interesting factoid. I'm not going to, we talked about it previously this season. They have three players that have 30 or more points each on their team, Kawaguchi, Pinto, and Adams. Um, And then Pinto is also a top 10 candidate for the Hobie Baker Award. So they have some stars on their team and they have uh, Sheil in net and he's probably the only goalie you're gonna see in this tournament from NDU. He's been very solid. Um, There's not really any negative things about North Dakota on the ice this season. Um, to any team that's going to face them, good luck. <laughs> Watch some film. <laughs> if you find a weak spot, let me know. Because <laughs> uh, during my research, I really couldn't find um, anything on them. Uh, obviously, they didn't have a perfect season. They lost some games, but that's not going anywhere. They lost some games, but I think they are obviously the team to beat. And they will be playing the American International College, another team I didn't know existed. Say it with me. <laughs> um, uh, AIC is 15-3-0 on the season. They won the Atlantic Hockey Championship, getting them a spot in the tournament. Um, they obviously did not play as many games as some of their other opponents. They did not play in February at all, and they um, didn't play in the beginning of March as well. So they have missed out on some of the second half of their season. They missed 14 games. 
So it's kind of hard to tell where they're at. I will say their record is particularly impressive for a team that has had this much of a struggle getting on the ice against other teams. Um, I, if they win against North Dakota, their first opponent, I say they can win against any other team in the tournament. Um, they have one of their uh, players that I want to highlight. If you're going to be watching them and you want someone to keep an eye out for Brennan Kapchak, he has 18 assists. So if he has the puck and he passes it to someone and they shoot, it's probably going in. <laughs> Safe bet on that one. Um, he has no goals this season. So I'm not necessarily rooting for his team, but I'm rooting for this man to get a goal. I think he deserves one after 18 assists. So good luck to Kapchak on that one. Um, they have done well in their conference in the past three years and they also appeared in the NCAA tournament in 2019 but this is really a chance for them to step it up and prove that they're a program that deserves to be here and deserves a chance at the Frozen Four. The other two teams in the Midwest region we have Michigan they were 15 10 and 1 on the season which isn't too impressive if I'm just being blatantly honest um, but they did win some games against some of those harder opponents, including Wisconsin and Minnesota, um, when they were playing conference opponents in the Big Ten. Um, if they can put, they seem to have kind of hot streaks this season, so they'll have strings of wins. So if they can manage to put one of those together in the playoffs, I say they'll do really well. If they can't, obviously they're out. Um, they have... A couple players to highlight leading them in points. We have Thomas Wardlow. <laughs> I was thinking Bordeloo. You know, that's fun. And then when I saw that name, I was like, huh, how does someone get that type of name? Like, where does that come from? And then I was like, I imagine two people at the, like the border of some company or some country, right? And I don't know, some guy's name is Lou and the other guy's like, I'm at the border, Lou. And what elaborate story you just came up with in your head. I was <laughs> thinking it was just friend. And you know what? That could be it. <laughs> like Bordeaux, Bordeaux, but Bordeaux. yeah. All right, I'm just gonna. So he is a second round pick in the 2020 draft by the Sharks. He leads the team in points and he's followed closely by Kent Johnson, who is a freshman and he is not yet drafted. He will be in the 2021 draft. So there was a bit of talk online. Some fans didn't think that Michigan really deserved to be in the tournament over other teams. Regardless, they're here. And as we've seen in college sports, that's, you know, you get into the tournament, that's step one. There's always the Cinderella story, always a surprise. So I wouldn't rule them out just yet. Um, if they can have a strong showing from their forwards and some solid goaltending, just like any other team, they have a shot at the Frozen Four at the title. They will be going up against Kara's favorite team, Minnesota Duluth, <laughs> the Bulldogs, another Minnesota team, their record, similar to Michigan, isn't terribly impressive with 14, 10, and 2, but they did put together some wins against North Dakota and St. Cloud State, um, especially those wins against North Dakota are um, good indicators that they can compete at the level you need to for this tournament. Um, their experience against North Dakota could give them an advantage uh, should they play them um, in the region final game. Their alternate captain, Nick Sweeney, leads the team in points. It's his senior year, so showing some strong leadership there. Um, and they also have, a, they have, in general, a strong upperclassman presence, which usually indicates it's kind of now or never for their program. Um, and by never, I mean a couple of years. It's Minnesota Duluth. It's not like they're going to disappear off the face of the earth at least I 
college hockey earth. I don't know how many people know outside of that. But I will say, if you're looking for an interesting first round matchup, I recommend watching Duluth, Michigan. I think that'll be an interesting one. I really am on the fence about who's going to win this one. Similar records, both done well against competitive teams, but it's kind of make or break for them. Who's going to rise to the occasion and who's really just going to go home? <laughs> Should we make our prediction? Yes. So we have Minnesota. North. I mean, not Minnesota, Michigan. <laughs> That's you're, you're you're picking Michigan. Okay, I'm gonna go. This is a pick right in the moment, but I'm thinking Duluth. I'm. <laughs> this is totally biased. Okay. <laughs> also, if we pick the same ones, it'll never be fun. So I I think that Duluth is going to beat Michigan. I'm gonna say that North Dakota is gonna beat AIC. No. <laughs> No. Go AIC. I want to see an AIC versus Bamiji. <laughs> Bamiji. You know what? Go for it. Did I not say it right? That's how you said it on here. It says Bamiji. Bamiji. That's not how you. That's okay. I look the official pronunciation. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to say, I'm going to continue with my hot takes. I think the team coming out of this region is going to be Duluth. Okay. I think the fact that they've won against North Dakota, I think North Dakota is going, they're going to win the first game. They're going to get overconfident. And that second game is going to be their end. Well, I'm going to say Michigan. You think that Michigan's going to beat North Dakota? <laughs> We are very uh, anti-North Dakota. Um, no, Michigan is going to be AIC. <laughs> you just ruined your racket, man. No, I didn't. <laughs> what? Or maybe maybe no. you have the perfect racket. I, yes. And obviously, so we're just talking about who we think are going to come out of the regions. Our full brackets that we will post will have who we think is going to win. Um, so if you want to see that, gotta follow us on Twitter. Gotta plug the Twitter. That's B2CCH podcast. Follow us on there for all the latest updates. All right, are we ready for the Northeast region? Are we though? You should be asking if they're ready for us. That's another story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the Northeast, we are starting off with Boston College. Oh. I was about to say cue the booze. Oh, wow. You get me. You they get me. Like <laughs> so, unfortunately, the Eagles have done quite well this season. They are 17-5-1. and one. Um, They did fall to UMass Lowell in the <laughs> Hockey East Tournament, which, how silly, losing to the seventh seed, that's ridiculous. BU could never. <laughs> um, they uh, lost my spot. Uh, BC, they did lose uh, during the regular season at one point to UMass and BU. Um, so they be beaten out by some of the other hockey east teams but they are ranked ahead of them um they've had a strong showing this season with freshman standouts my birthday buddies matt boldy and spencer knight sup <laughs> um both of whom competed at world juniors their roster features 14 draft picks and they are quite a force on offense, outscoring their opponents this season, 90 to 54. Um, so BC is certainly a competitor here. I wish them nothing but the worst. <laughs> Maybe not the worst. <laughs> what's, what's worse than worse? I, I think we can all think of it in our heads. <laughs> De not devastating. Do you say devastating is like, devastation i wish them destruction but like they're being 
like on them destruction yes. on them not them destroying god no. yes noted i'll write that one down perfect so they will be playing their first game against notre dame not notre dame <laughs> Um, and the Fighting Irish have won just under half of their games this season with a 14, 13, and 2 record. Um, it's widely known that they got their bid in the tournament because St. Lawrence had to not accept a bid because their head coach tested positive for COVID-19. Thoughts are with that program. Um, obviously, not what you want to see at all. But regarding Notre Dame, they have had some pretty hard losses against competitive teams such as Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, although they did win a series against Michigan early in their season. But the latter half of their season, they've had a bit more of a struggle. They frankly weren't necessarily expecting to be in the tournament. and I'm not expecting much. <laughs> I think Notre Dame, obviously, hockey is a game of luck to a, a greater extent than some other sports. So anything can happen. Notre Dame could win it all. I just don't think they're going to. Maybe next year, buds. You think I'm going to get attacked by Notre Dame fans? <laughs> I know. Like, geez. Listen, we'll take any interaction on So Anything. <laughs> Maybe not anything. No, anything. <laughs> um, and the other matchup that we have in the Northeast, I'm obviously excited to talk about this will be State Cloud State, another Minnesota team facing off against Boston University, my home team. And by home, I mean I attend the school. Uh, so, St. Cloud State, we'll talk about first that since they're ranked higher. Um, they went 17 and 10 on this series. They came in second in the NCHC frozen face off, losing to North Dakota five to three. So not a complete blowout, but they didn't manage to beat North Dakota. They also took North Dakota to an overtime in a regular season game and then beat them another time. So there's the potential for them to beat some of the harder teams in this tournament. Um, they're... <laughs> Finnish freshman forward, BT Miettinen, uh, say that 10 times fast, leads the team in points and goals, but the team has plenty of players with double digits points. Um, there's, it, they're one of those teams that doesn't necessarily have the standout draft pick on their team, but they have a really solid effort throughout their lineup. So you can't just write off any of their lines necessarily. Um, they're a team that if they if they really amp up their play, if they really put it together, they could have a run. Um, but there are some doubts about their team going into the tournament. And they will be going up against another team, which has been facing some doubts, especially with the postseason. Our one, our only, Boston University. Woo! It's a great day to be you. Woo, woo! Sorry. Whoa! I don't know if we're sleep deprived. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I was going to say we should make a homemade sign that says, it's a great day to be you. For the game? Yeah. Yes, if we if we want to go into that now, you're welcome. To. Sure, um, we're going to Albany, yay, to watch some college hockey because why else would we go to Albany? Um, <laughs> you're just trying to get hated on on Twitter. I guess so. <laughs> um, I've never gone to Albany. I think I've driven through it. We'll give a full review next episode. Let's do it. Let's actually do it. Like, I'm so down. (laughs) An Albany review. No, we could. Oh my gosh. Wait, you could do an article about what it was like to attend a hockey or a tournament game during the pandemic. I believe I'm planning to, but yeah. 
Well, yes. I, I didn't know if that was already. All right. Well, anyway, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, after a very turn of events last three days, um, Jenna, me, and then our friends slash other writers. I don't know what's it called. <laughs> this you asking Brady and Pat if they're our friends because they have to listen to every single one of our episodes. Wait, do they actually? listen to all of them i'm pretty sure they have to check them oh i'm so sorry for them (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna guess the score and they're gonna be like okay (laughs) if you're listening to this um her wants to know if you're friends um well anyways uh so we're (laughs) we're driving up with our uh acquaintances um Uh, Saturday morning, and we're gonna um, hopefully attend the BC versus uh, Notre Notre Dame game. I almost said Notre Dame. (laughs) Notre Dame game. Uh, Notre Dame. (laughs) Notre Dame. I'm so yeah. I'm. It's it's been a rough day. Um, And then yeah. However, to just um miscommunications we had to you know book as if we were fans and now don't know what's happening there (laughs) (laughs) the moral of the story is no one wants jenna to take photos at the games um but all my friends are getting press passes did how many did birdie get approved he might he might i don't know unconfirmed (laughs) so we'll be Tuning into Jenna alone by herself. And yeah. for one I, can, I can do some live tweeting on the account. I'm sure we'll get some some great content of us on our little road trip. Oh, uh, definitely. We are recording everything. <laughs> <laughs> what mood are you in right now? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> no, I'm just like imagining like those people that like are vloggers and they vlog everything those annoying people yeah so so far you have a problem with vloggers trying to think who else we've alienated albany notre dame (laughs) you you insulted but then saved yourself with bemidji i think i think so also minnesota duluth yes it's spelt duluth Pronounce it Duluth. It's not. If you want it to be Duluth, put an E at the end. Oh my God. (laughs) You know what? I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm talking about BU men's hockey. (laughs) I don't know what to do with you. Neither do I. So, after that little tangent, BU is the last thing we'll be talking about in the North east region so they go into the playoffs as a little bit of an unknown they are 10 4 and 1 on the season um and they face a bit of challenges due to covid related canceling postponements schedule changes um but all in all their record is um pretty good despite that um they have they won both games in the regular uh, season against UMass and they tied a series with BC so again showing they can play against some of the other teams in the tournament however they did lose to UMass Lowell the seventh seed in the first game of the hockey East tournament which is even worse than what BC did it's so, a great day to be you a bad day to be you it's never a bad day to be you. So I think there was plenty of frustration after that. I will say that freshman Dylan Peterson really did kind of stand out during that game. Um, but otherwise, the team's effort um, as someone who was at that game in person just was quite lackluster. Um, but that might be the uh, kick in the booty the team needs, as they say, um, to really show them that they need to step it up in the postseason. You can't just kind of 
glide your way into a championship. So, but they also lost in the first round and then got into the playoffs. So who knows if they've learned their lesson. Um, the other concern with the Terriers is something that I've certainly been noticing this season. They've been switching around between their two freshmen and one sophomore goaltenders. They had, they've had some goalies um, graduate or um, leave the program for bigger and better things in recent seasons. So they're kind of at the in-between on having a starter. Um, it looks like Drew Camesso will be the starter for the tournament. He was kind of the starter towards the end of the season. He is a freshman who's a Chicago Blackhawks prospect. <laughs> um, so if <laughs> I ended this with, if Camesso can stay strong in net and the Terriers don't fall apart in front of him, they might just stand a chance. And I really feel like that is just accurate for the Terriers right now. Um, However, to my boy Vinny, if you're listening in, thank God amazing guy like you've supported me in my photography this uh this season I really appreciate it so yeah Kate, you, know what? You. you know what this off season if we get some guests on the podcast Vinny open invitation to be on the podcast 100% 100% yes you know what that's that's my let's my... book it <laughs> Vinny if you're out there this is the Vinny fan club. Not that we hate Camesso. That, that, that should be our sign. The Vinny, Vinny fan, fan club. The backup goalie. <laughs> what a niche sign for us to be holding in the second tier. No, but like, if it's just going to be you and... <laughs> wait, if it's Listen, you... Wait, I got glitter glue. We could do this. Huh? I have glitter glue and like pom-poms. Dude. Okay, but here's the thing. If it's you and Brady, right? So let's say Brady doesn't get credentials, right? So it's just you do, right? So you get a sign and then you have the two like black arrows, right? So like pointing towards you two. And it says Vinny fan club. <laughs> I'm sure Brady will really appreciate that. Or you can just do the one arrow and it's pointing to you and he holds it, you know? So it's like, I mean, he has to, I, I'm like visualizing this. Yes, it's in the works. I'm, I'll sketch it out after. You know what? You know how like they have like, the, you know how they have like the car writing stuff that you can like put on the windows, like the decal. Mm-hmm. We can say Albany, Albany, right? Albany, not Albany, Albany, Albany. I don't know. It's one of those two. Wind. <laughs> We're gonna do Albany bound. And then Vinny, is it Duplessis or Duplessis? I don't know. It's one of those. Um, Again, for us to say your name right, you have to come on the podcast. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) On to predictions. Again, I will not hold back in my bias. It's going to be involved in my predictions. So be you. (laughs) I'm thinking, and this is, what I want and what I'm saying I'm predicting, I think that BC is going to win over Notre Dame. Okay, I think you is going to win over St. Cloud State. I don't know. Well, if you're predicting them to win the region, that's yeah. step one. I, I'd love to say that BU would win against St. Cloud, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's like a 50-50. St. Cloud... Um, does struggle a bit in the postseason. Okay, maybe you. Um, so, and then, are you also picking BC? I don't want to. But then you get BC playing BU in person. Yes, but then who wins that? BU. <laughs> okay, so BU. <laughs> That's what I'm picking. You don't have to copy my. Well, that's what I'm writing down. So. All right. Yay. We're both going to. We're not getting our hearts broken this weekend. Are we, though? Oh, okay. no. <laughs> and moving on before I think about that too much, because I will say when they lost to UMass Lowell, I wanted to cry. Yeah. I think they did, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, West Region. Starting off my hometown team, my other hometown team, I guess, because I already claim BU is my hometown team, even though I'm not from here. Minnesota, the Gophers, we have talked about this season. They have been quite the powerhouse. They won their first 10 games of the season, and they are 20 and 3 and 6 this season. They won the Big Ten Championship over Wisconsin. And as a program that I will say, in like my tween teen years, they weren't great. Um, they're finally getting back on their 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 gopher stuff, you know? <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, well, you should know if you've ever watched Miracle on Ice. Oh, that's true. They caught so, me there. <laughs> they are, of course, one of the five Minnesota teams in the tournament. I will not stop saying that because I'm so proud. So um, proud of Massachusetts having three. Boo. um so minnesota obviously they have a great record they have not been perfect um one part of that was they had a series against wisconsin where they lost 4-1 and then 8-1 the next day not sure what happened there but i mean it's pretty obvious what happened there (laughs) but okay sorry Um, so that does go to show that they can still fall apart as a team because because they're human. When can Minnesota sports fans have anything good? That's the real question. Never. Um, Boston can't relate. Sorry. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Yeah, you guys get sad. You're like, oh, we didn't win the championship this year. We didn't have a three (laughs) P. We're just happy to make the playoffs, man. True. Uh, if you are going to tune in to any of Minnesota's games, some gophers to watch. Sampo Vanta is a junior who had a point-per-game average this season. And then their goalie, Jack LaFontaine, is a senior who certainly earned his spot as the starting goaltender and played over 1,000 minutes this season for the gophers in net. So I think that the Gophers are a really strong team this season. I would love to see them go far in the tournament um, 100% based on the fact that I'm from Minnesota. Thank you and good night. Uh, (laughs) No, we have three more teams to talk about. They will be facing Nebraska Omaha, known hockey school, Nebraska Omaha. Yeah. Omaha's record this season was 14 and and one, which included two wins and four really bad losses to North Dakota. Um, And they're also, fun fact, um, the first of the two Maverick teams that we'll be talking about today. But they go up against Minnesota to start off the tournament, which is a bit of a rough start for them. Um, A lot of their losses have come from games where they've only managed to get one goal. So um, they outscore their opponents on average during the season, but only 3.3 to 3, which is close to comfort. So for Nebraska Omaha to succeed, they're going to need a lot more goals um, than they have been getting this season. The last two teams in the tournament that we are going to talk about, we have Minnesota State Mankato. They had a pretty successful season, 24 and one. They won against Lake Superior State and tied multiple series against Bemidji State. Um, Again, just to show that they can play teams that are in this tournament. Nine of their wins were shutouts, thanks to their junior goalie, Dryden McKay. So if you're looking for some great goaltending on a team that you're maybe not so familiar with, may I recommend these Mavericks, like Omaha Mavericks, their goaltending's okay, I'm sure. But um, another junior, Julian Napravnik, led the team with 25 points. Um, Lucky for them, both of those players should be returning for their senior seasons. So this isn't the last year for 
this strong Minnesota State team. Um, they heavily outscore their opponents, 88 to 38 on the season, um, averaging 3.5 to 1.5 girl goals per game. This is a lot of talking. <laughs> um, they are going up against Quinnipiac. Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, you are saying that correct. And yes. <laughs> Great. Gold star for me. Quinnipiac. <laughs> Go Quinnipiac. <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> um, they lost to St. Lawrence, which we talked about that team not being in the NCAA tournament this season, but they lost to them in the ECAC tournament, um, but won against them in their last four regular season matchups. They also swept AIC. Um, they outscored their opponents 97 to 55 this season, and they are led by their senior captain, Odin Tufto, clear standout on the team. He has 45 points on the season, 38 of which are assists, which is insane. Um, so again, if you're looking for a player to watch, you see them on TV, uh, Tufto, certainly one to look for. Um, most of their leaders on the team are in seniors, unlike Minnesota State. So this is kind of a do or die for them with this roster. So that is every single team that will be in the NCAA men's D1 hockey tournament this year. We talked through all of them, but we have left. We have our West region predictions. Kara, what do you got? Um, the name Omaha pisses me off, so I'm going to go with Minnesota. Safe bet. Okay. And then Quinnipiac. Um a legend comes out of Quinnipiac. So that legend being Connor Clifton of the Boston Bruins. So Quinnipiac is my choice. Okay, well, I'm gonna go full Minnesota on this. So Minnesota winning against Omaha and then facing Minnesota State. I think Minnesota is going to be in the Frozen Four. I, uh, no, I'm going Quinnipiac. Okay, you know what? We needed a bold take to round it out. All right, so I have you. All right, now, right? So we got all four. All right. Yes. So if you would like to see our final picks for the Frozen Four, we will have those up on Twitter and we will be talking about them, I'm sure, soon. Woo! I'm drawing a little like thingy on it. <laughs> so we have talked through a lot today but I thought that it would be good because I was putting all of this research in anyway to talk through all these teams because I know if you are a fan in the midwest or a fan on the east coast or anywhere in between or in the west it can be hard to keep track of all the men's d1 teams and to remember who's doing well who has what players um and what matchups to look forward to. So if you do have any questions about the teams, um, you disagree with any of our takes, please let us know on Twitter. We'd be glad to talk to you there. Um, and we can include any questions in our next episode. Um, anything else to wrap it up? No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, this is us signing off of our special post-season podcast episode. Um, and, oh. <laughs> Great ending. No. Um, you can catch us on social media on Twitter or a personal Instagram. And we will hopefully be providing some post-season content with our road trip this weekend. So have that look to, to look forward to. Good luck to you and all your favorite teams this weekend, unless they are facing our favorite teams, and then unfortunately, they must lose. Good night.